With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's Wednesday, and I'm here with Louis Ragoni. Hello, Michael Fink. How are you? The Finkster, the Fink man, the Finkmeister. <laughs> Louis, we've got the Houston Texans coming to Hard Rock Stadium Sunday. No, say it ain't so, Mike. Well, they're coming. I mean, I don't know if any fans will be coming, but they're coming. I think, you know, I saw online where you can buy tickets for twenty five dollars. I don't think well, we've yeah, seen. They t- got to give them away. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think I've seen ticket prices like that since we used to go in the early eighties. Um, yeah, twenty. I, I, I think they were about thirty bucks then. Dollars. God, how many? Give it's me. Crazy. Give me your estimate on how many people are going to show up at that stadium on Sunday. I don't know. Forty-five thousand. I'll announce it. Sixty. <laughs> Forty-five thousand people, and Kirk Marks will be one of them. Well, he's already paid for the tickets. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> you answer that question because well, I can. Hey, if I had if I had tickets, I'd go too. Yeah, well, you know what? All the power to you. If I had tickets, and I probably could get <laughs> tickets, I would not go. I just would not go. I wouldn't give the Dolphins the satisfaction. I just wouldn't give the organization the satisfaction of me showing up and being there. I just wouldn't do it. I mean, they've. they've well, they ain't going to give you a refund. They <laughs> failed us. Yeah, well, I'd scalp them. I'll take 25 bucks and stay home. Anyway, and watch it on TV and um, analyze the game much better on the TV than I would at the game because at the game, there's a lot of beer being drunk. And, uh, yeah. And then you lose sight of what you're, you know, what you have to do. You know, we have a podcast to do after the game, Mike. So you have to stay focused on the game. So being at the game, you can't stay as focused, right? Anyway, on to the Texans in the preview. Did I lose you again here? Where are we? No, I'm here. All I right. was just thinking that, you know, you, you said, you know, about paying attention at the game and I guess it depends on how close you are to the cheerleaders. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we got them coming, so we got to play them. And, uh, you know, all the drama this week has been about the trade deadline and Deshaun Watson and, and, uh, the Dolphins calling off talks basically. And, you know, the deal didn't get done. Right. Um, you know, people are happy. I mean, I don't think most people wanted Watson here. So 
I don't know of many you who know, did, uh, not under these circumstances. I mean, you know. It's- no, no. I mean, you know, I made the I made the statement that if he was cleared, you know, I wouldn't mind having him. But that, that what are the odds of him being cleared? I, I think that's very remote. So, yeah, there's too many. I mean, if it was one or two, you know, I know. to where there was one or two different situations, it's it's one thing. But, you know, with this amount. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Yeah. You know, it it's it doesn't look good and you know there's a character situation there and you know what it, it is what it is i mean two is here you know ride out the rest of the season with him see what you got and then you know my my thought is is that um you know next year this team's going to have a completely different look once again and um you know we start back from scratch um you know, we just got to hope that there's, um, you know, there's some sal- salv- salvageable parts to the engine, right? When it's all yeah. said and done, we have to salvage you hope parts. All the, you know, all, all the schemes will be the same and, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, whenever you get coaching change, you get player change. Absolutely. There's a lot of decisions that have to be made with Gesicki yep. and Parker and you know, that character that we signed that plays wide receiver that's going to miss another week. Um, I don't see him coming back. Over a broken finger. Yeah, broken finger. It must be fuller. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty badly broken to miss, you know, um, half a well, season. Well, I've never heard he had surgery or anything. I mean, I guess it's possible. You know, you can badly break your finger to where they got to put pins in it and whatever. Yes. But, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard that. Who knows? But... Uh, you know, what is this now, the fourth or fifth week he's going to miss? Yeah. I mean, you know, Mike, it's, you know, as you look at the roster, you know, and he, he hasn't been on the field, but think about the guys that are now healthy and just aren't contributing whatsoever. I mean, Albert Wilson, I think, has less than five catches on the season. Now, would you have ever in a million yeah. years expected that? I mean, he, he's non-existent. I, I'd rather see Mac Hollins out there, quite honestly. Yeah, Mike, he's no better. I don't think he has more than five catches this season. He, whether he's out there, yeah, I know, regardless, I know that, but he hasn't had he hasn't had much opportunity. Well, I, I don't know if either one of them has ha- have had opportunities, but that's the whole that's the whole issue in itself. If they're not even getting put on the field, there's got to be something wrong, right? I mean, you know, if you're playing well in practice, then you know you you des- you know you deserve the right to be on the field on Sundays. And if you get to that point and you're on the field on Sundays, you expect to be somewhat productive. These guys are just non-existent. I mean, you wouldn't even know they were on the team if you didn't see them. You know, have a pass thrown. I mean, I think that speaking of Hollins, I think he got targeted one time last week, and uh, yeah. uh, him and the football were 20 yards apart. You know, I mean. <laughs> yeah. This is a situation where, you know, you've got guys in this roster, you could throw Preston Williams in there as well. I mean, you know, the receiving core consists of... Williams doesn't catch the ball. That's his problem. Again, not a guy that isn't seeing an awful lot of targets, even with the absence of Fuller and with the absence of Parker for a couple games. The only guys you see balls getting thrown to are Parker and Waddle. And that's basically it. I mean, the drop-off from there you know, in regard to our receivers is just unbelievable. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. But anyway. Isaiah Ford got a little bit of time. Yeah, I think Isaiah Ford's been targeted more times than um, Hollins and Wilson over the last couple of weeks, which is, you know, 
for a guy that they just pulled off the practice squad. It's, you know, I, I, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, it's just a cluster. That's all I could tell you. I mean, everywhere you turn, it's one thing or another. And, you know, we don't have it answers is. to them. As fans, you know, you're watching games and, you know, we thought going into the season, our receiving core was deep and that if guys went down, other guys would step up. And there's, there's just no, you know, there, there's nothing to this offense whatsoever. It's really, really strange to me. Really strange. There's a big disconnect. There's no consistency because people are getting hurt continually, uh, you know, in the receiver room. Yeah, but, you know, again, Mike, you know, going coming into the year, we felt pretty good about the depth. When a guy goes down, another guy steps up. We watch other teams do it. The injuries are not an excuse. You know, these guys. I'm not making an excuse, but what I'm saying is that's why you're seeing different bodies out there. But we're not saying them. That's what I'm trying to say. They're non-existent, right? I mean, without Parker and, and, and Fuller on the field those couple of weeks, they were still non-existent. I didn't see Hollins, Williams, Wilson. None of those guys step up. Even when both of those guys were out for, what, two and a half games? Oh, no. I'm not saying you saw them step up. I'm just – never mind. I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is is that you just – they're not part of the game, period. I mean, they're not – you know, not even a four or five catch game from any of those guys. Preston Williams dropped the ball, and they took him out and put him on the bench. Right. NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, it's that simple. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. DraftKings won't leave you uh, empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and win $200 in free bets if they win, you win, with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And then you got Albert Wilson. That was his problem. You, yes. And, you, and what has he done? Exactly. The ball doesn't even get thrown his way. And if it does, he either drops it or fumbles it. And then you got the other fellow there, Hollins, you know, who, you know, barely gets the ball thrown to him. So, you know, something's not right. I don't know what it is. Well, Waddle's going to get a lot of passes. <laughs> I guess so. Him and Parker this week, because they seem to be the only ones that, are, that accumulate any kind of targets. But anyway, on to the Texans, right? I guess so. All right. What are we discussing first here? Their pathetic offense or their pathetic defense which one do you want to start with mike well i mean is their <laughs> offense pathetic well their offense is pathetic to where they're 31st in the league <laughs> okay and, who's 32nd uh not us we're right above them at okay, 30 good. how good. about that okay all right so we've got feel better we, we've got a comparable offense right we're not playing against their offense though our defense which is ranked, 
Our defense, which is ranked 31st, is going up against the 31st ranked offense in the league, or the 30th well, that sounds ranked fair offense to me. in the league. 31st, yeah. 31st ranked offense. So that's a pretty, you know, I mean, listen, if you look at this game, right, and you look at our defense, they came off a really good game against Buffalo, right? If they play to that level, then uh, this should be a win for us. I mean, you know, we've been down this road before with this should be a win this week, you know, at home. And I hate bringing up the at-home advantage, Mike, because up to this point it hasn't been. I know. So Right. uh, But we are at home, and you would think it'd be somewhat of an advantage. We'll see what happens this Sunday. If the defense plays at the level they played at against Buffalo, up in Buffalo, then um, they should have an easy way of it. you know, the kid Mills uh, that's playing quarterback, we don't know if Tyrod Taylor is going to be back. If he is back, it's an improvement. There's no question about it. You know, Mills has been sacked, Mike, 20 times over the six games that he has started. You know, that's three and a half a game. That's a good amount. Uh, I don't know if that's yep. on him or the offensive line, but the bottom line is is that the guy's going down. He's got more interceptions than he does touchdowns, eight interceptions, seven touchdowns. We want this guy playing this Sunday. You know, Tyrod Taylor in the couple games he played was actually very, very good. He averaged over 200 yards a game. He threw three touchdowns, no interceptions, got sacked one time over the two games that he started. So with all that being said, you see there's a big contrast here. You know, since Mills has been in, he's turning the ball over. He's getting sacked quite a bit. Uh, the passing ratings are like night and day. Mills is at 80.2. Tyrod Taylor is at 122.9. He was playing at a very high level over those first couple of games of the season, and the offense was actually playing pretty well as a whole. So, you know, there, there's a big, big drop-off if Taylor and, – and Tyrod, believe me when I tell you, Mike, you know Tyrod Taylor. I mean, he's been around. We faced him. Of course. When he was up in Buffalo and, uh, you know, I mean, he's no, you know, know, he's not somebody that you have to be overly concerned with, but, you know, the drop off to Mills is significant, I think, and uh, it'll make a difference in the football game. No matter who starts, I think this is a very winnable football game for us. You know, they're running attack. Uh, They just traded Ingram, who was their leading rusher. He went back to the Saints last week, um, actually played for him last week. They've got Burkhead. They do they? have Burkhead. Um, but, Mike, he's only carried the ball five times all year. Now, you know, that's interesting to me because he's not getting on the field and um, supposedly he's been healthy. So I'm not quite sure what the situation is with that, but he's only carried the ball five times all year. They do have Philip Lindsay, um, who they picked up from Denver. But he's only averaging 2.6 yards a carry. So there's got to be some problems with the offensive line. Because this guy... Yeah, the offensive line is not good. It's not good. Uh, at 2.6, mm-hmm. uh, with the speed that this guy has, mm, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, David Johnson, another familiar name, played for Arizona for years. Uh, you know, he's averaging 3.7 yards a carry. He's got two touchdowns. So... You know, their running game is basically non-existent. You know, their their receivers, the guy you have to worry about is Brandon Cooks. And, you know, I expect X-Man to shadow him all day, and I like that matchup. I think X-Man can handle Cooks. He's a very, very good receiver. He's got 51 catches. 
He's got 585 yards, two touchdowns. He averages 11 and a half yards a catch. He's doing kind of like what Waddell is doing for us. You know, other than him, you've got Chris Conley, who has uh, got eight receptions on the year, but they go for almost 20 yards every time he touches the football, and um, he's got a touchdown. He's banged up a little bit. We may not even see him play. I mean, this team, Mike, just does not have an awful lot. Akins, their tight end, has 19 catches on the season, one touchdown or no touchdowns, 177 yards. I mean, you know, these numbers are anemic. You know, Johnson catches the ball out of the backfield. He has 20 catches. They have Danny Amendola. We know him. He was with us for one season, uh, one glorious season, you know, where he wasn't much of much a part of the offense when we signed him and he's three more years into his career so i don't think he's a major threat he's got 11 catches um so i mean you know they just don't have an awful lot offensively um you mentioned their offensive line um how do they grade out mike did you happen to just take a look at them because i did not I did not. They're, they're not good. Uh, their their highest graded lineman is fifty eight three. Is that? Tunsil? I'm sorry, that's not even right. It's fifty seven four. Is that Tunsil or is Tunsil out? He's hurt, right? No, Tunsil's out. Yeah, yeah, he's out. That's what I thought. Um, so I mean, this team, you know, offensively, you know, matched up against our defense again, Mike. You know, I don't know the situation in regard to Jerome Baker this week. I know they didn't put him on IR, so he must be week to week. But you know what? They played pretty damn good without him last week. And, um, you know, hey, if it's not broke, then don't fix it, right? If they can go out and uh, match or even play better than what they did and dominate um, like they really should, you know, we're going to have a good chance of winning this football game. I, there's nobody on this offense from quarterback to running back to receiver that – really concerns me at all. I mean, is there anybody, you know, that, that, that comes to mind on your end that you're a little bit concerned about? Well, here's, here's what I see on the injury report. Uh-huh. Um, Tua has sore ribs and a uh, left finger. Left, I guess the finger on his left hand is what they're trying to say. Okay. Devontae Parker has shoulder and hamstring. Linebacker Jerome Baker has the knee, and Brandon Jones has the ankle. Those people were all limited in practice. Okay. Two players who were hurt, hurt but participated fully were Greg Mance, the center, and uh, Jalen Phillips, his ankle. So that's a lot better than last week. Last week at this time, we had 12 players on the injury report. Now they're six. Right. Very good. And and all of them were, were all somewhat participants to some extent. Yes. Right. Yes. Gotcha. And tomorrow's the telling tale, you know, in regard to yep. whether – Guys yep. practice with. I don't expect Parker to practice, Mike. I, you know, I expect him maybe to practice come Friday. I'm sure he's going to be limited again tomorrow because he's nursing a hamstring and a shoulder. And you know, those injuries aren't going to go away for him this year. And um, you know, to his credit, Mike, he goes out there and he's a baller. You know, I know people are down and out on him about um, you know constantly being hurt, but sometimes that's just the way it is. I mean, it's frustrating, but you know, the guy, I'm sure, gives it the best effort every opportunity he gets. I mean, you can see that on the field. You know, he, he's one of the few playmakers. I mean, when you look at this season as a whole for us, 
you know, as far as bright spots are concerned, when he's on the field, he makes plays, you know, and it, it's simple as that. We just wish that he stood on the damn field, you know, once he got on there, right, you know. Right. So, uh, you know, I mean, that that basically sums up their, their offense. And, um, you know, like I said, um, you like, is there any like real matchups you like across the defensive line going against their offensive line? It's relatively even, um, you know, our guys aren't killing it either. So, you know, yeah, you'd love to see, uh, Phillips have a, like a nice breakout game, come up with a few sacks and, you know, Agba, you know, actually, you know, come up with a few sacks as well. You know, you want, you want them to go out and control this football game from jump street. You know, you don't want to give the Texans any life at all whatsoever offensively you want to keep them down kick them while they're down step on them you know do whatever the hell you got to do to this team move on you know I mean we're a better football team than Houston I mean we have to be we have to be well if you if you look at our defensive line obviously Wilkins and Ogba are, are grading better than their offensive linemen so that you could say that's a strength but you know uh, unless they're getting to the quarterback, you, you really don't see that. You know what I mean? So right. it's it's a matter of them getting to the quarterback and, and pressuring him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Needham might be an advantage over Amendola. That's tough to say. Yeah. Uh, to see how it, tu- how it turns out. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, our secondary, I think, can handle this, this uh, group of receivers. Uh, there's no no reason as to think otherwise. I mean, you know, you put our two guys out there, man the man, on these two guys. I don't think anybody needs to be doubled up on the outside. Um, they did a great job against two really really good receivers last week, and um, you know you don't want a letdown. You know you want them to play at that type of level again this week. And I, well, I think this is a team you can probably blitz against, right? I would think so. Absolutely. Got to take chances with them because, again, you know, you don't have the quarterback, nor do you have the receivers that you have to overly concern yourself with. They'll be able to send extra players, keep some extra guys in the box. They've, they've got advantages, you know, on that side of the football. And no question, no question about it. I mean, I think that our defense should, should go out and dominate this football game and, and set the pace for the game itself. So, now I'm going to say something that, that may, maybe some people disagree okay. with, but, you know, Howard's not playing at the level he was last year. And uh, it would not shock me if uh, Cooks gave him a mm. game. It's possible. It's possible. Um, you know, we'll see. You know, he, he's got to step up. Um, you know, I think the team right now, Mike, you know, at this point, you know, we're eight games in. We're basically at the halfway point. We're going we're gonna to really see, you know, who cares and who doesn't from this point forward. Because when you get to this point in the season – you got to be realistic, right? You know, there's there's really not a chance at the playoffs. You know, your team's not playing at that level, not even close to that level. So, you know, you got to go out there. You got to show pride individually. And then, you know, that comes across as a team effort. You know, the guys that are just going to go out there and go through the motions, you know, we're going to probably see that. You know, there's there's guys on this team that, uh, you know, that, uh, I, and I'm not going to mention any names, but there's guys on this team that I feel just aren't playing up to par, including X-Man, 
um, you know, that, that have to step up in the second half, you know, show some pride, you know, in, in winning and losing and, and try to, you know, salvage this season and, and go in the next season with some positives. Um, you know, and, and it's up to the veteran guys on this team to do that, you know, to, to, to set the tone for the rest of these young guys. You know, you don't want Phillips and Waddle and all these guys, you know, thinking that, you know, hey, you know, you know, we, well, let's just go through the motions. I don't want to get hurt the rest of the year. Let me just do what I need to do and, um, you know, not give it that extra effort. You know, let's hope that they don't quit on Flores and, um, you know, they, they give it a great effort, much like they did last week. I thought the effort, you know, against Buffalo was pretty good. You know, I really did. You know, I think that they have deficiencies and those all came to light. Um, you know, in regard to our team as a whole, but I felt that they went out there and, um, you know, they battled, you know, they battled. So I think they've battled all season. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean they've played well, but I think they've battled. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think they've quit. No, I don't, I don't think so either. Um, but, uh, you know, Mike, over the course of a game, when mistakes are being made and your head's not, you know, your head's not there, you know, you got to question things. You got to, you got to question what is going on. You know, why aren't they prepared? Why do they not know plays? Why are people not lined up right? Why are guys going in instead of out and the ball going in the opposite direction? All of these things, you know, tally up over the course of a game, and they're the difference between winning and losing. You know, it's it. it you know, there, there's there's probably a dozen plays in a game that that are gonna you know really affect the outcome, right? And if you go back to that Buffalo game on Sunday, I think it was Jason Taylor, Lou, who used to say there were three plays a game that make the difference. Yeah, in the game. I mean, you know, you, I mean, three maybe big plays, yes, but. I yeah, think that yeah. there's there's specific plays over the course of the game. If you go back and you look at the Buffalo game, um, you know, the one that obviously comes to mind is when we had the opportunity to go up at the halftime. You know, the other one, there were at least three other occasions over that first half where we had third and short opportunities and we didn't convert. And that's what I mean, you know, by, by plays, you know, the missed field goal obviously hurt us, um, yep, you know, and it, sure. you know, that that's hurt us a couple of weeks. You know, he's, he's made eight of 12. Exactly. But the four kicks, you know, were kind of like, uh, not so much last week, but in, in other weeks, you know, block kicks, whatever the case may be. I mean, they were the difference at the end, you know, um, you know, against, um, Jacksonville and against Atlanta, you know, he was so good last year. I wonder, yeah. you know, what? why is he struggling this year? Well, you take the block away, Mike, and he's got 9 out of 12. So, you know, he's still hitting on 75%, you know, whatever that is. But yep. the bottom line is is that they're not doing anything well. You know, we t- discussed that. You know, it, you know, special teams too, Mike. I mean, you know, they're, they're part of our game, and, and they yep. were a major strength last year, as you just mentioned, with, with Sanders and even – you know, the, the, um, the kicking game and, you know, punt and kick yep. returns, you know, with Grant, yep. um, he added, uh, you know, some, some things, uh, which we, we haven't seen any of that. I mean, we've had opportunities on kick returns and, and you know, they, they, I don't see anything special coming out of the guys that are returning kicks for us either. So, it, you know, it's collective. It's, it's across the board. It, it is. really is. Um, it is. So, so our offense against their defense. Yeah, you've uh, you've got to get a, uh, a a plug in here for uh, the manscaped, and um, 
you know, before we switch over to that, I guess this is a good time to get that in. And, uh, you know, the product's phenomenal. Um, you know, they sent us a kit each and, um, you know, I got to tell you, you know, without getting into specifics, you know, the, the, the product's a phenomenal product. Um, you know, if, if, if you're looking for a nice Christmas gift without a question of a doubt, I mean, this is a really, really nice gift and comes packaged with a bunch of different things. Uh, they have different levels of, you know, what you can purchase, uh, packages at, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a really, really good product. And if you, like I said, if you're looking for a nice Christmas gift, it, it's a nice thing. Well, I know if you didn't like it, you'd say so. That's correct. And you know what? Your girlfriend or your wife may like it even more than you it's do. Possible. It's possible. So go ahead with the plug, dear Mike. It's football season, baby, and you know what that means? It means we're going for two here with the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped. Blitzing through hairs has never been easier, and it's time you join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using code FINFANS at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. It's three and out the window with all other trimmers. Now go tame that wildcat offense. The world is starting to open and the performance package 4.0 for Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find the brand new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, plus two free gifts, performance boxer briefs and the shed travel bag. The performance package 4.0 for Manscaped is the perfect package for your package. And a key for great grooming and hygiene routine to make sure the boys downstairs are smooth like Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take your defense to the next level. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn on a 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Rain, snow, or sleet are no match for the waterproof power of the 4.0. There's no 15-yard penalty for this clipping. The package also comes with the Weed Whacker. This elite nose and ear hair trimmer is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This trimmer also has proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After trimming your footballs, show them some love with Manscaped Liquid Formulations. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner are here to take your ball game to the next level. We have an exclusive offer for our audience. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FINFANS at manscaped.com. Manscaped also threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code FINFANS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FINFANS. Stiff arm your pubes out of the playoffs this year with Manscaped. So tell me about uh, our offense against their defense. Is there anybody on their defense that you're worried about? Uh, no, there is nobody on their defense that I'm concerned with. Not at all. Mike, this defense is ranked 30th <laughs> in the NFL. 
Okay, they're they're they've been playing well. Just look at our team, right? And you see how our defense has played. That's the way Houston's uh-huh. defense has been playing. <laughs> only yep. with the it, with only it, they don't have some of the players that we have. You know, they don't have an X. Well, I hope not. They can't team. play for both teams. They don't. They, well, they don't have those type of players. That's what I meant. Um, they don't have an X man. Oh, oh. You know, Desmond King is 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 a, is a. Uh, Defensive back on the team, you know, Terrence Mitchell. You know, they're secondary. Nothing special, Mike. You know, their pass rush, nothing special. Um, they do have a guy named Grenard who has seven yep. sacks this linebacker. year. Um, he's a yeah, linebacker, defensive end. You know, uh, he is their pass rush. Um, Whitney Marcellus is not bad either. I mean, they have some guys that can get to the quarterback. They have 15 sacks this year as a team. Obviously, the Dolphins have got to, you know, be concerned about Grenard. You know, they got to double team him. They got to do something because he can't get to the quarterback. I mean, seven sacks is a nice chunk of change in six games. I mean, he is a good football player. But, you know, in regard to their secondary, Mike, I mean, you know, Lonnie Lonnie Johnson's got three, three interceptions. Justin Reed has two. Um, you know, overall they have seven interceptions as a team through seven games. I mean, you know, nothing special about this defense. I mean, you know, their offense is going to give us the ball back quite a bit in this game, as far as I'm concerned. It's up to our offense to make plays and to put points on the board and have them chasing us, have them playing catch-up, and putting our defense in a good position to get more turnovers on them. You know, you can't pussyfoot around, you know, offensively against their defense. You have to set the tone early. You have to get them in a situation to where their their offense is playing catch-up. You don't want to give them any momentum whatsoever in this football game at all. The offense, the offense has got to go out there, and they got to score points. You know, and I mean more than on the opening drive and then not going into the tank. Until the their slot quarter. cornerback's not too bad, Tevier Thomas. Yeah, I mean, Mike, you know, their defense, it's interesting because in the games that I've watched them, they've actually, I felt they played pretty well. They're ranking, they're, they're not ranking very high at all. And I think it has a lot to do with them being on the field an awful lot, much like our defense. You know, they're, yes. they're not as yes. a unit. As a unit, they may not be bad, but when you're out there consistently over and over again because the offense is anemic, you know, that that becomes a problem. But they have give, yep. they, they, they're giving up points, and, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this is a game that our offense should be able to move the football on. I mean, I like the fact that our offensive line has stayed healthy now, right? Um, to me, unless somebody gets benched, they're going to have the same five guys playing the same five positions for the fourth week in a row. Is that accurate? I thought it was the third, but you could be right. I think this will be the fourth, Mike, um, since, yeah, you could be right. since Austin Jackson went inside. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, but I thought it was... It doesn't. It doesn't matter. the The point is, they are they are staying healthy and uh, they are getting reps. Right, and overall, we're so, pretty healthy on the offensive side. I mean, Parker, you yeah. know, minus Fuller. I mean, we should have everybody healthy and up and running. Um, you know, again, th- you know, this team, Mike, has given up 
you know, some some big big scores. I mean, Buffalo put forty up on them. You know, New England. Yeah, we're not Buffalo. No, <laughs> but New England put twenty five up on them. Indianapolis put thirty one up. Arizona put thirty one. The Rams put thirty eight, and Cleveland put thirty one, and Carolina put twenty four. I mean, they are giving up a lot of points. So. You know, we can't be putting 13, 17 points up on this team. I mean, we've got to put, you know, I mean, th- we should be able to put at least 20, 28 points up on this football team uh, this Sunday. 28, huh? Yep. And that would be below, well below what they, you know, well, not well below, but below the average that they give up per game. Because I think they're averaging giving up much. be a lot more. higher than the average we score a game. That is correct, Amongo. There's no uh-huh. question about that. That is correct, Amongo. It would be. I mean, what are we averaging a game? Just out of curiosity, let's look at this real quick. While we have, I don't think it's much higher than 17, 18 points. Oh Lord, Mike! I'll tell you what. That just that reminds me of the David Woodley days when you talk about those type of numbers. Yes. So week one, yes. we scored seventeen. Week two, zero. Week three, 28. That was in an overtime loss to the Raiders. Uh, against Indianapolis, we scored 17. Uh, so, yeah, you're kind of like on par here. Tampa, we scored 17. Jacksonville, 20. Atlanta, 28. Wow. Wow. Buffalo. So we scored 28 points 11. twice. Okay. We scored 28 points twice. That's correct. One with Jacoby Brissett at the helm against the Raiders, yep. where we scored late in that game. Um, Atlanta, same thing. You know, but we did get 28 points up on the board. It's it. You know what? It's it's interesting because you know you look at those two games and the fact that we put 28 points on the board. It didn't seem that way, did it? You're like looking at it, and you're like, wow, we actually scored 28 points with our offense two different times this year. So, you know, this is a nice week to get to that 28 number for a third time. You know, the offense. We'll see who that second wide receiver is going to be. Uh, that that matters. It'll be good. It'll be Waddle, Mike. It'll be Waddle, and you mean the third receiver. Waddle and Parker are going to be there. Well, Waddle, I consider in the slot, right. so I'm talking about the outside. Oh, the receiver. outside receiver. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, somebody should step up for the love of God. I mean, come on, we've got to get it rolling here. I mean, listen, we come back, Mike, after Sunday, and we play Thursday night against Baltimore. Uh, you know, it's a quick, t- <laughs> yeah, right, quick turnaround. Now, where is that game? That game's home, right? Is that home or is uh, it in Baltimore? I don't think so. I think it's in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh, so we got a really, really short week, and um, uh, got to come out of this with a win, and we got to come out out of it with an easy win, not to where we're battling and going into overtime and 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 stressing our. Stre- Actually, it is at home. Th- that's wrong. what I thought. I thought it was home. Yeah. And then we then we go to New York. And we go to New York to play the Jets. And then we come back home to right. play the Carolina Panthers and then the New York Giants. So, you know, this is a week where, you know, you look back at the schedule, Mike, and my goodness, man. You know, if you beat Jacksonville and you beat Atlanta, 
you know, you're going into this game like saying, okay, you know, we can get our fourth win of the year this week. And then you got the Jets, Carolina, and the Giants, and then the Jets again coming up. You got four games there where you feel like you can win, right? I mean, you know, they really, really. I'm not agreeing to that. What's that? (laughs) I'm not agreeing to that. You're not agreeing to it. Yeah. No, you said you felt like you could win. I'm not agreeing well, with that. At, at some because I thought they'd beat the Jaguars, and I thought they'd win a few other games that they didn't. Well, win. Well, that's what know? I'm saying. You know, I'm saying that you know, if if you had wins under your belt, um, you know, at that point, oh. you know, you probably feel a little bit more confident going into these games. You got a lot more to fight for now. I mean, it's such an uphill battle. I mean, it, it, it's, it's going to take a monster. you got to fight for pride, pride yeah, right? That's what I said at the beginning of the podcast. But And your, and your future, right. you know, whether it be with the Dolphins or with somebody else. Yep. Well, it's going to be very, very telling to see what happens with this football team going forward, you know. Um, very, yep. very telling. I mean, hopefully they fight for their coach, right? Yep. We'll see. I mean, as of right now, they've, you know, they've been fighting, but they're not fighting enough. They're not getting it done. No. You know, and no. the coach one wins coaches so. aren't getting it done. <laughs> Somebody's not getting it done. Collectively, they're not getting it done. Let's get it done. We haven't gotten it done since week one. So let's get it done. Well, here, here's a question for you now. How does Tua come out? Does he come out wanting to prove the Dolphins wrong for courting Watson? Or does he kind of slack off? Listen, this is the way I would look at it as an NFL football player. If I put myself in Tua's shoes, I'm thinking to myself, number one, I'm not listening to all the rumors because most of it is hogwash, and that's basically what it was now. The second thing is, is that everybody, you know, everybody of right mind knows the talent that Deshaun Watson has. Who wouldn't want to go after him, right? Now, Tua's got to ask himself, do I take this personal? Why are they going after him when they, when they invested in me, okay? And he's got to prove to them and prove to the league that he's capable. and. Obviously, the Dolphins feel that Watson obviously would have been an upgrade, but the Chargers would never do that with Herbert. You know, I don't see any of these other teams going after quarterbacks. So it's kind of a slap in the face to Tua to an extent. But you know what? You're a professional. You know, this is this is a business. It's as simple as that. And, you know, right. you, you've got to have pride in yourself. You know, if you've got a problem with what they were doing, then friggin' prove them wrong. Go out there, you know, grow a set of kahunas, get out there, understand your playbook, okay? You know, from Jump Street, you know, and, and coming into this year. And make sure your slot receiver understands it. Right, exactly. And if he doesn't, then get him the hell off the friggin' field, you know? Call timeout and put somebody in there that understands the play being called. I don't know what the problem was on any of those situations, and we're never going to find out. But the bottom line is is that there is an issue there among all of these guys. 
And whether it's Tua or whether it's Waddle or whether it's, you know, uh, the coaching staff, the offensive coordinators, I don't give a damn who it is, but they got to straighten it out. And the guy that's running the show, the guy that's getting the plays being called, and the guy that has the helmet with somebody talking in his ear is Tua. So he's responsible. He's the guy that they put in charge of this offense, and he's the guy that's got it. He gets all the glory when they win. He's got to get all the negativity when shit like that goes down. And it's just that simple. And the baby. Well, in, let's, let's hope he gets some glory. Yeah. The baby, in of, the baby, the way they baby this guy is above and beyond. I mean, I don't know why they're doing it, but they need to open up the offense. They need to make him audibleize at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, maybe a lot of this is his fault, Mike, because they don't feel he's capable of doing it. But you know what? He, he, something has to change. Or else, I mean, you remember we went we went through the exact same thing with Tannehill. We, abs- the exact we same absolutely thing. did. You know, th- the difference between the two is that the fact that Tannehill was able to create with his legs at times, and um, you know, you don't. I don't see Tua having the same ability because get, God, uh, Tannehill used to. I remember they used to run just. Um, you know, controlled runs with him, you know, designed runs with yes, him. Con- yes, but he did not have a great sense of when to run when he was on his right, own. Right, right, right. And that used to drive us crazy. He used to sit in the, especially early in his career. He used to sit in the pocket too long. And, you know, yep. he used to, uh, you know, the offensive lines that we had at times. I mean, I don't, I don't want to make this about Tannehill, but the, the point is I see some similarities in their games from For sure. that aspect, you know, from – from standing in For the pocket. Sure. I mean, I think Tua tends to panic quick, quickly. Yeah, he does. Um, he he kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, starts rolling left uh, pretty quickly. Um, you know, he can step up in the pocket and create, you know, much like he did on that pass to Kaseki. We need to see more of that because this offensive line is what it is. It's that simple. You're going to get pressured. If you're going to drop back 40 times a game, there's a good chance you're going to get pressured half the time. And on those half of times, you've still got to complete plays. You've got, I mean, not every one of them, not every one of them are going to be positive yardage, but you know what? Dink, dunk, find somebody, run with the football, throw the ball away, do whatever the hell it is you got to do. But number one, the, the number one, the number one thing he has to do is understand what's going on when a play's being called. And that's it. I mean, and that, you know, that solely falls on his shoulders. And, you know, everything else that takes place over the course of the game, if you understand what your job, you know, in any job, it doesn't, if football, regardless of what job you're in, if you have an understanding, you have much more confidence in what you're doing out there. Fitzpatrick is a perfect example. That guy would step on the field after sitting for three and a half quarters and knew exactly what he had to do. He knew exactly where the ball had to go. He knew exactly where the f- receivers needed to be. Before the receivers even got there, the ball was there 90% of the time. Well, he had an advantage. He, he had played in that offense yeah, before. Yeah, I mean, but but again, you know, you have, to, you have to show some understanding of what the defense is doing. And that's, that's, that's the number one thing with him. You know? Well, these are growing right. pains, Lou. And after that, things will fall into place. You know, yeah. I mean, that, that's the key. You got to show confidence in yourself. And you have to have an understanding, and you'll see everything else fall into place. Right now, I just don't see it in him. 
I see a lack of confidence. I see him, you know, questioning, um, you know, what's going on out there, some confusion, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, that, that's a problem. Let's hope it gets better in the second half of the year, starting this Sunday. I would think it will. I would expect it to. He's not yet played 16 games, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's, he's still a rookie as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the calendar says no, but his play time says yes. Well, his play time, Mike, right now, in regard to you know what going forward, right now he's got yeah. he's got to tackle this as if, listen, I've got the next nine games to prove myself, and and that's how right, he's got to approach this. He's got it. It's an audition, whether for us or exactly, somebody else, because um, you know this organization. You know, if it continues to do what it's done the first half of this year, there's going to be major, major changes all across the board. Um, so, you know, he's got to prove that, um, you know, he needs to be here going forward because I honestly feel there'll be a different well, regime. Does here. he want to be here going forward? That's a whole nother yeah. question. Well, that de- that uh, depends you know, on what happens. These, yep. Yeah, these things will all play out. But uh, you have a prediction for the game? Um, yes, I do. But it's your turn to go first. So don't try and pull the flim-flam shim-sham on me. I went first last week. It's your turn. Okay. All right. Like I, th- I never mind okay. going first. It doesn't right. bother me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I don't know what the weather's going to be, though. I didn't research It's going to be but, nice uh, out. Yeah. It's yeah, supposed okay. to be crappy Friday and Saturday. But oh, well, hopefully, hopefully the field is dry. And uh, the sun is out, and everybody's enjoying the weather. Get to it, Mike. Get I to it. I would say, well, I'm I'm stalling because I'm thinking. See, um, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I'm going to say 28-24, Miami. Wow. Okay, so I, I'm going to do this again with two scores. Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. I agree with you. I say 28-20. Um, if the other kid quarterbacks, I think we beat him 28-10. Okay. okay, there you have it. There's yep. our predictions. We haven't been right yet this damn year, but uh, hey, I've been close a few times. Close, but no cigarro. I know that's a, you know. At least I'm not betting, right? So anyway, uh, all right. So we've got that. And uh, Lewis, thanks for joining me Very this evening. Welcome. Let's and thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we appreciate Let's get it. Get a win this week, uh, Dolphins. It's a well, 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 well needed. Uh, win. You know, we got to start feeling good about yeah, take ourselves. Yeah, take a little bit of pressure off of everybody, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. We've got people jumping by the wayside off the ship, Mike. They're, they're, they're going uh, overboard. They're like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I can't take can't it take anymore. It. This is just, you know, this is the worst yet. You know, we've been bad, but this is bad. You know, we, we've got to get, we've got to get some, uh, you know, some life here. You know, this is the week to do it. So let's go out there and get it done. Fins up, Fins up everybody. Fins up, All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.